together we pray, come Holy Spirit. Come Lord, we give you permission to do whatever you desire to do. Make our minds, hearts, and souls fertile soil that your word may bear great fruit in our life. Illuminate these scriptures for us, Lord. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Who do people say that I am? This question that Jesus asked his disciples is one of the most fundamental questions that we will ever answer. Because our answer to this question and then our living out that answer really determines everything in this life and in the life to come. Who do people say that I am? So they begin to say, some say you're John the Baptist or Elijah or one of the prophets. All great men anointed by the Lord to speak on his behalf. But that is not who Christ was. There's something more. So then he turns to the twelve, to those whom he had called to follow him closely in a particular way. He says, but, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And then Peter speaks on their behalf and he says, You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And it's at this moment that Jesus knows, okay, now, now there's a you you are beginning to be ready for me to reveal more to you of what's going to happen. So he speaks openly about his suffering and his death at the hands of the scribes and the Pharisees. But it is Peter, right? It was Peter's initial response. And this is, this is pretty much all of us, at least me on a daily basis sometimes. Uh, Lord, I, I think you got the plan wrong. I think you got this wrong, okay? Let me help you out. This is how it's going to happen. And maybe you've never done that, but I know I sure have far too many times. And then the Lord, like very, very, right, seriously, right, he's like, get behind me, Satan, because you are not thinking as God does, but as men do. And what's, what's happening here, he's calling him, right, are, Peter, are you going to follow me? Like, if I am the Lord, if I am the Messiah, are you going to follow me? Or are you going to tell me what to do? Or maybe even somewhere in the middle there, right? Are you just going to be, and we could have this with the game last night, are you going to be a fan of Jesus or a follower? Or we can be fans of lots of things. We can, and what that may be, could be a prophet, could be a leader, political leader, religious leader, whatever it may be. We'd be like, okay. I, I like 70% of what you're saying, two thumbs up, 20%, I'm not so sure, 10%, no way, you're crazy. Okay, we, we can legitimately do those things. But when Christ is the Son of God, 
Like, we don't get to pick and choose. We don't get to vote. He decides what is right and good and true. He is the way and the truth and the life. So when he says, come follow me, that means everything. Everything. That first commandment, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your mind and all of your heart and all of your strength. Not most of it, not some of it, all of it. This, this is the call. Like if we come to know, if we say, Lord, you are God, the Son of God incarnate in the flesh, then everything is yours, everything. How I spend my time, what I desire, Lord, I need to surrender to you. My plans in life, my, my resources, my time, whatever it is, Lord, it is yours. And so the question for us today is, is that Jesus is saying, who do you say that I am? Is there something in our life that we are keeping for ourselves? Is there something in my life and in your life that I'm like, Lord, you don't get to be Lord of this. I am Lord of this. Is it a particular sin, greed, lust, pride, envy, jealousy? Is it my plans? Is it my desires? Is it certain relationships? Is it, is it things that the Lord has given me which can be good, right, in and of themselves? But Lord, am I placing them outside of your providence? Am I placing them outside of your lordship? Because if we are, we need to surrender it to him. All of it. All of it. Now, that sounds nice and cute, like, oh yeah, great, yeah, it's great. So good. Thank you, Father. Now my life is better and everything is good and no more suffering. No, that's like blood, sweat, and tears. Because we're fallen. We're fallen. And we struggle to trust the Lord. We struggle to surrender to Him because we're fallen. But the thing is, is as we surrender it to Him, even in the blood, sweat, and the tears, it opens up a space in our soul's to receive more of him in this life and then ultimately in the life to come. That's the path. Yes, following Jesus will pass through the cross. He says that. If you're going to follow me, take up your cross daily. So Sam, if you don't want to do that, let's just not get baptized today, okay? All right. Everybody else, remember, well, you know, you were probably baptized as a child. Most of us were. But this, this is the gift that we receive. But this passing through the cross is an opening, a deepening of making a way and a space in our souls for the Holy Trinity to dwell more profoundly so that the fruits of the Spirit of peace and love and joy and gentleness and chastity and long-suffering, like all of these things, they have more space in our soul to come to fruition. It is a gift. Sometimes a painful gift but a gift. Is Jesus the Lord of our life? Three practical things for us today as we move forward. One, ask the Holy Spirit to convict you more deeply that Christ is the Lord and the Lord of all things, to reveal Jesus and his face. Because 
Scripture tells us, St. Paul says, no one can call Jesus his Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So if we're struggling to make him Lord of every aspect of our life, then ask the Holy Spirit, convict me again more deeply of who Christ is and that he desires my good. Like God desires, he died for us in our sin. There's no reason for us not to trust him, but we struggle, I struggle, we're human. Second thing, daily prayer. We can't trust someone we don't know. And when the more we know him, the more we trust him. So spending time in daily prayer, especially with the Holy Scriptures, allows us to understand and to know Christ more intimately and then therefore surrender our life to him. And then the third thing, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what is the number one thing in your life right now that is keeping you from a deeper relationship with Jesus? What is it? Maybe you don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you. You already know. What's the one thing? Don't ask him for 10 of them because we can't handle 10 at once. But just the one thing. What's the one thing? And then as you ask him for that, make sure that as he reveals it to you, that you look more at Jesus than you look at that thing. Because if we stare at the thing, we're just going to grasp it more tightly. But if we look at Christ, then we will loosen our grip. If you've ever had a dog, you know this. A dog likes to play tug-of-war. You play tug-of-war with the dog, and as long as you keep tugging on it, the dog's never going to let go. But how do you make the dog let go of the thing that you're playing tug-of-war with? You stop pulling on it, and you stare at the dog in the eyes. Right? We all know this. And the dog's like, oh, you're looking at me? And he forgets what's in his mouth. It starts to loosen his grip, and you just rip it out. But if the focus is on the thing in our hands, we're not going to let go. But if the focus is on Jesus Christ and who he is, then he will loosen our grip. And then he can pull it out. And so we can't surrender. Then you just tell him that, Lord, let me look at you and then just rip it out. Just take it away. Who do people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter today said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let us respond the same way and then give him everything. Maybe like I gave him everything already. And you've probably heard me say this before, but every step that Jesus takes along the journey creates a new everything between us and him to let go of. I'll say that again. Every step along the journey that Jesus takes creates a new everything for us to let go and to surrender to him again. Let us do it. And so today, we have this beautiful witness, Ms. Clara Evelyn and Sam, giving their lives over to Christ. And so I ask you, whether, whether you're sitting here and we're just going to be honest, right? you're like, oh, I showed up to the Mass and they're baptizing people. I'm going to be here another 20 minutes or something like that. Come on, the line at the chimes is going to be long. We're going to have to go to Chipotle. It's terrible. Um, we're witnessing, we're witnessing a soul being purified of sin and filled with the divine life of the Holy Trinity. Let us praise God for that. And let us ask for the grace of the renewal of our own baptism. Come, Lord, and renew within me the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit 
and the charism that you have given so that I can surrender my life to you more profoundly. Now we pray for Sam, we pray for Clara Evelyn, that today they're going to be saints. Clara Evelyn's not going to have the ability to sin for a number of years, so she's going to stay a saint for a while. Sam, I don't know, man. At least for like 30 seconds, you're going to be all right. It's going to be great. But let us remain, right, faithful. We pray that they remain faithful. That ultimately, ultimately all of us together will spend eternity with the Lord. Let us come always to the Holy Eucharist, to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, to be renewed in our strength. So, mom and dad, Sam, Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? And today you say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I will follow.